What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Unbelievable Streams podcast. You are joining us today on episode number 79, 21 away from the big one oh oh. So probably should start get planning, as I've said about three or four times now in my introduction recently. <laughs> but hey oh, we'll get there eventually. We'll probably start probably start around 90, wing it. 97 planning for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, theory. Exactly. So <laughs> Without further ado, in terms of today's podcast, we're going to be going into a bit more football talk. Now everyone loves the football podcast that we do, so we're going to do that. Bit of an end of season discussion about our teams and some of the bigger stories through the season and what we think might happen over the summer. Um, but before we get into that, let's talk to the people who are on today. So we'll start off with my illustrious heavy metal friend, that is Gav. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, spot on, mate. Spot on. Uh, it's nice to nice to be back on the pod. Um, I know we did uh, nerds a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we've had we've had a we've had a couple of week reset. We've we've got some some ideas in the pipeline. So yeah, it's it's nice to be back on and and crack on. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, it's been weird not being doing it for the past couple of weeks. It's been weird having a break. Um, so we haven't had one for a while. So it was a bit weird when we got to the past couple of Tuesdays and not having to come on and and do it, but. Nice to be back, like you say, and as uh, like you also not, said, not having to come on is, is this a chore now, Grimmy? Yeah, well, <laughs> to be fair, with Braxton, with Braxton being stuck, with Braxton being stuck on uni duty, it's kind of been all hands on deck, really. For, <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Oh, okay, I, now I, I didn't want to say. I, it. I see why I'm here now. I see why I'm I didn't want to say it, but. <laughs> Is he really doing uni work? You know what I mean? He's probably already finished. He's probably sat on a beach somewhere in like Hawaii, just sipping on pina coladas. That would uh, get drunk me. in the rain, as the famous artist once said. Um, Hawaii or Sheffield, where would you rather be? You know. <laughs> Difficult. <Definitely Sheffield>. Difficult. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, apart from that, yeah, all good. Glad to get back into the swing of things. And yeah, lots of exciting things to come, like you say, Gav. And we'll, I suppose we should speak to our resident leader I'm of sure men that is that is mulch i'm sure he'll get into how he's been feeling over the weekend in a short while but apart from that mulch, how are you doing in general have you recovered are you still bitter are you okay? is what i'm uh, am i okay thanks thanks yeah. for asking thanks oh, i am i i'm fine i've been trying to enjoy the nice weather we've been having so i tried to take my mind off of things chill out just paint my deck in just just get my mind off of football. But here I am having to talk about it again. I I, I, I yes. Just I'll warn everyone now. This may go on a little bit of a rant. So I, I'll warn you now. Um if you want to see me lose it, d- d- Morris, put a little like time stamp in. Just just title it mulch. <laughs> yeah, put like it. a little the, thing. Get the beeps ready. Yeah, just ge- oh, yeah. genuinely, just get a little thing that just says meltdown in three, two, one, and then just yeah, yeah. So, so oh. uh, yeah, I want it now. But other than that, oh good, you know the weather's nice. I can't really complain. Um, and yeah, yeah, that's it really. <laughs> so, so just out of interest, um, because I'm boring. What color is the decking? It, it is gray. It's gray. Oh, well, matches the mood, doesn't it? Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a picture so, if you want to see it. I mean, if you really want to show the video, the YouTube d- public. D- uh, yeah. I'll leave it. I'll leave it. Yeah, well, you can. We'll see, I'll show you later. Right, I'll show you later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, oh, maybe that's the thumbnail. 
Vulture's decking. Right there. My decking. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. yes. It won't be that bad, yeah. Um, yeah. Class. New podcast logo incoming. But yeah. Um, <laughs> and without further ado, let's get into episode 79 of the podcast. So, the Premier League is now done and dusted. All the positions have been filled. The people leaving the league are, are sadly moving on to the championship. And those people who qualify for the Champions League or Europe are, are probably quite happy with where they've ended up. Most people, I would imagine. Um, so, with that being said, I don't really know where to start because I kind of want to start at the bottom, but I don't want to. I want to. I feel like we should save Mulch's like rant arc for like the latter part okay. of the podcast. Okay. So okay. we'll start at the top. Obviously, City sort of ran away with it in terms of the title, uh, finishing on eighty-nine points. And Arsenal, despite leading for pretty much about 80% of the season, still managed to somehow bottle it in the biggest regard. Um, and I'll start with you much, but do you was it really a surprise that City won it? Or was it more of a surprise because of how Arsenal started? Um, I think it was a shock that Arsenal started as well as they did. Mm. But I think Man City, no matter where they are, they could be 20 points behind with like 10 games left and they'd still go on this win streak and win the league. There's still always a chance for Man City. Um, but yeah, I think Arsenal bottling it is... I, I feel like that's just become a thing now. I feel like they've done it a few times recently and it's. Be- I think it's... To be honest, I think it's just a mental block that potentially the team has now. It's, it's a weird thing, but... I feel like they've got that mental block there. They need to win something to to get past it because uh, they just they just fell apart, didn't they? Um, I yeah, it's it's a weird one because I don't think ever, uh, anyone really thought Arsenal were probably in the running for the title. But when you actually look at if you sit there and look at their team on paper, they've actually got a really solid team. I don't th- I think that got overlooked quite a lot. Odegaard probably got overlooked because he hasn't been great previously, but he's had a brilliant season. Mm. Saka's quality, we know that. Martinelli's quality. They signed Trossard, which I think was a brilliant signing. Uh, Jesus as well. You know, they made some really good signings. I think people thought, oh, top four maybe, but I don't think anyone had them in the running. But, um, you know, you got to say fair play in the sense of Arteta's got them playing really nice football and got them up there and stuff. But when you're at the top of the table for that amount of time. I mean, I saw a graphic of the team, like a graphic, like the football manager graphic shows you where you position every week. And it's just first, 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 and then they drop and then the back in first. And then last three weeks, it's like second. And I'm like, how have you, how has that happened? And to be so, so clear as well, you know, they they proper bottled it. And I think they've only got themselves to blame and, they need to reset, but I, to be honest, I think next season it's going to be a struggle for them after that that happening. Um, I think they, they say all this stuff about how, oh, we know we've got the quality in this, that, and other. I think that'll take a toll on them, though. Um, they're losing a few players as well. Um, so it's going to be an interesting one how who they sign and stuff like that. But um, I think, yeah, I think the biggest shock was Arsenal actually being there for so long, more than yeah. anything. But Man City are always there, aren't they? I mean, come on. They signed Erling Haaland for crying out loud. Like, we always knew they were going to be up there. Yeah. 
I mean, they're they're the inevitability now in the league. Aren't yep. They? Yep. If you if you win the Premier League, you have to beat City. But obviously, exactly. back in the day, it was United or it was Chelsea or yeah Arsenal when they were in the heyday with Wenger. Um, yep. So yeah, I think it's definitely that's definitely the the course of the next 10, 20, 30, however many long years, yep. very long years it'll feel like to many fans, I guess. But would you agree with that sentiment, Gav? Like what Mulch is saying? Like, do you think it's a case of City were always going to win this? Or do you think it's a case of Arsenal surprised everybody as well and maybe should have held on? Yeah, it's, it's definitely a bit of both. I mean, if you're going to look at Man City and the, the level of play that they're able to bring in, I mean, if you look at like the squad, the well, the club infrastructure they've got, you know, endless amounts of money they've got, um, just this ability to bring in top class players. I mean, Haaland was only ever going to go to City. I mean, it, 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 you can look at the start of the season and before they signed him back in the last season, and there was no kind of Haaland's going to go to Madrid or Haaland's going to go to Barcelona. It was always only Haaland's going to go to Man City. So if you're going to, like, if you look at City's previous title wins, they've won the title effortlessly without a out and out striker so yeah. even though arsenal have kind of pushed them all the way this season i'd i, I even I'd, I'd never for once thought city weren't going to win the league um harlan scoring 36 league goals is <laughs> probably less than we expected um less than we expected him to bag um but arsenal have had a it's it's funny arsenal have had a season they should be absolutely proud of but at the same time, they should be really, really disappointed with for not being able to hang on and kind of yeah. be the team to kind of knock City off the perch. Like, you know, like Liverpool have been trying to do over the last like five years yeah. and ultimately only done once by a point. But Arsenal should be really like disappointed with how, how they've kind of capitulated towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is a weird one, like you say, like you say, Gav, because if, say, Arsenal sort of rose up through the season, and landed on 84 points and finished second, like five points behind City, you'd be like, that's a really great season for Arsenal, considering yeah, they were... 100%. Last season, they were top four and then fell out right at the end. So there is this there is this thing with this team a little bit now where, like Mulch said at the start of his point about Arsenal, that you know they have this little tag on them now, almost like what Spurs do with <laughs> Spurs. Yeah. Yep. It's now... Arsenal slowly becoming doing an Arsenal, but I think I think the players they're getting rid of or players that are moving on, like the likes of Xhaka and people like that, if they bring in the right heads and the sort of calmer personalities, because obviously we know Xhaka could be quite a fiery personality, and I don't know if that's what you need in these sort of yeah. title races. In certain situations, like if you're going in for a battle or whatever, I'd yeah. certainly want Xhaka there, but to lead a bunch of relatively inexperienced players, because I think Arsenal is like either the youngest or one of the youngest in the league in terms yeah, of squads. Yeah. You need probably cooler heads, even if they're not like 30 plus, just someone who's like got a bit of experience, got that sort of mentality. Almost yeah. like almost like a Casemiro. Like that yeah, sort of Yeah, someone who's won something. Winners, yeah, yeah, that winner's knows mentality. What, um, knows what it takes, can calm just just basically calm the, the team down at times and settle it all. But yeah, I know I I, I know what you're saying, yeah. The thing is the thing is that you kinda of have to this this season's experiences are gonna be massive for that squad. I mean, all right, they've got a they've got Champions League football to contend with next season. Yeah. But this kind of end of season running where then then Arteta will know where they've gone wrong. They'll 
he'll know exactly what moments in these, you know, they've lost three of the last six games in this title run and, and ended up finishing five points off City. Like, he'll know where they went wrong or kind of what mentality they should have had in those three games that they lost. And they'll, like, I don't think they'll probably push City as far next season. If they get top four again, I think that'd be really good for them. But the experience they've had this season and not having, you know, not being able to keep up with this running will will be massive for them going forward. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. Like, I think, I think Arsenal have as long as they get the summer right, it'll probably be primed to go go again. Um as long as they get the summer right. And like you say, Arteta sort of righting the wrongs and learning from the mistakes. Because he's yeah. still a young manager himself. Like it's a young team and a young manager. Like in a couple of years they could be like in the peak hitting the peak and hitting the stride over the next couple of years. So yeah, I don't think it's like I don't think it should be a oh no We've dropped an absolute clang and we're never going to be back here again because there's a lot of potential in that squad. It's like oh, when Liverpool that. first missed out on the city on the title with City by like a point. It was like, yeah, the time will come, but yeah. I think there's a few more hazards in the way for Arsenal because of it. Well, it's Arsenal, so like you know, I think it's a, I think it is a, a close one. Um, and as well, City are going to be there next year, so we know we know that's what's going to happen with them, but unless. They have like a Liverpool second season syndrome after winning the title, and a bunch of injuries happen. But they've shown that even without Haaland and De Bruyne, they can still win games. Yeah, right they can do it. So yeah, they can they can still cope. And they have had played an entire season without a striker. So it's like they can go do that if they want to, if they need to revert exactly. to type. So um, anyway, moving on from the top two, we'll move on to sort of that Champions League chase and and the the pack there. Yeah. Um, obviously, we had uh, two Uniteds, Manchester and Newcastle United, finishing in third yeah. and fourth. Um, obviously, I think I'll have a little bit of a talk about that myself in just a little bit. Um, <sighs> and then in fifth, we had Liverpool, which, to be fair, to be fair to Liverpool, obviously, it's not a great season for them in terms of the wider scope. Of yeah. Them. But I think of where they were at a certain point, if someone had handed them fifth, when they were sitting 12th alongside Chelsea, I think have taken that for sure in the handoff yeah um but we'll start with newcastle because i think that's probably the more interesting one to go to out of the three really for me personally um anyway um you two might disagree i know gav might disagree with it being a little <laughs> but with newcastle it's a it's an interesting one because of the fact that they haven't they have spent money but they haven't spent extravagant amounts of money yeah and yeah they've had eddie howe do this job and for me, for the 18 months he's been there, it's been nothing short of remarkable. Um, and it was quite funny, like when obviously they got confirmed top four last Monday, all the clips started going around of like all the pundits saying Eddie Howe's a terrible choice, like he's never gonna work. And yeah, it's ridiculous. He's a championship stuff. manager at best, despite forgetting the fact that of what he did with Bournemouth, he keeping them in the Premier League yeah. and on such a limited budget. Um, so yeah, like again. With Newcastle, do you, I I personally feel like it's the start of the ascendancy, really. Like them getting top four, they might have a blip next year with having to balance Europe and all, all the inexperience there. But I do still feel like like in the next four or five seasons, on average, they'll be top four or title challenges or cup challenges. Um, would you two agree with that? I'll start with Gav first on this one. Uh, yeah, 100%. I think what Eddie Howe has done with Newcastle 
over the last 18 months, like you said, is nothing short of remarkable. Um, I think it's kind of worrying to think that, yeah, a lot of people are kind of thinking Newcastle are in their like Man City arc. But if you actually go like look at when they got the new owners and what they've done with the money, they're still kind of in their like Ilano, Martin Petrov, um, Joe era. Like they're yeah, still yeah. kind of they've not actually really done much. Um, yeah. yeah, they spent you know sixty odd million on Alex Isaac and and what have you, and brought in Trippier from from Atletico for a, a, a decent cheap deal. Um, yeah who was a top-class right-back, but like Newcastle have finished top four with the joint best defence in the league mm-hmm. um, and they've made it look kind of effortless. They've only lost five games all season, which, again, is the same Man City have lost. Um, same, you know, defence, 33 goals conceded. Like, it's... They're in their infancy in regards to what they can do as a club and it's kind of terrifying to see if, like, see that this... Is what they're doing in their infancy. Yeah, would you agree? What? How? What's your thoughts on Newcastle and where they're at at the minute? Yeah, the league's gonna turn into like a La Liga. I think. I think you it's think? gonna be Man City, Newcastle. Mm, I guess you got like Liverpool and that, but I, I don't know. It's it's a difficult one. Obviously, money wins titles. We see that. Well, you see that everywhere. It's football. That is just how it is. Um. But I like the way they're doing it. I'm not going to lie. I think they're doing it properly. They're not being stupid. They're not buying, you know, going out and going, I'm going to buy, we're going to buy Mbappe for 200 million. We're going to do this and we're going to do that. They've gone, they've got Eddie Howe, which I always rated him as a manager. I think he's a quality manager. Um, mm. And I, I always said, get him as England manager and we'd do way better. And we haven't. And look, look, look what he's doing at Newcastle. Like, um, their team, they've got a good side on paper. Um, but he has turned a probably a shaky defense, I think, into quite a solid, well, very solid, um, solid at the back. Um, but yeah, I think they are, they are gonna be up there, challenging for the title. Probably not next season. Maybe not the season after. But give it a few years. Let them. Build, build on the players that they've got at the moment. I mean, you know they've got um, they've got some quality, quality players. I mean, Isaac's like Isaac looks very, very good. Um, yeah. You know they signed Trippier, as Gav said, he's a quality, quality right back. Um, and I think I think they're just doing the right thing. Sign Nick Pope, just just signing players that you that aren't extravagant. You know they're not these luxury players the players that will do a very very good job for you and will yeah. and be the sounds of it listen to the manager and take into account what he wants mm-hmm. they back the manager he's obviously come in and said i want this 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 and they've gone yeah. right okay here's your options and they backed him and fair play to them and they look good they look really good and i think i think next season they'll be up there as well i, I think they'll be i don't think they'll get top four next season I don't know why. I've just got a slight inkling they might drop out, but I think give it a few years and I think they'll be I think they'll be way up there. Because I think Champions League football next year might take it out of them a bit because obviously a lot of them don't yeah. have never played it before. Um and it's a, it's sort of a new experience. So I think I think next season will be a bit more difficult in the league for them. But I think give it a few years and they'll be 
they'll be up there. I think they'll be they'll win a they'll win a title. I think in the next ten years. Oh, I, take, I think take into account that a pop four side in Europe as well next season. There'll be a pop yeah. four side, so they're gonna have yeah. they're gonna have three really difficult away trips. Yeah, I think yeah, I think I think it'll be a difficult league for them next season, um, just with the extra games and stuff. So I I, I don't think they'll finish top four, but I think I think it'll, they'll still be good. They'll still be a strong strong side. Yeah, I th- I, I I personally think they'll they probably will finish top four. I just the reason for that being is I don't. I don't see City, Arsenal, and Newcastle changing too much in terms of quality. I think they'll be there or thereabouts. I think Man United again. We'll get onto them in a bit. I think they're the ones that are most likely to drop. And I think if there's someone that's coming back into the top four, I think Liverpool are probably primed for it. So yeah. I think they'll have a big summer. Um, again, who knows with Chelsea? Um, Spurs are going to Spurs, so who Spurs, knows? Spurs. And you don't. And to be fair, I'm saying that, but like if you look at like what Emery's doing at Villa. I think if you want a dark horse that's going to maybe challenge the top four with the form yeah. that they've had since he's came in, I think he's someone that can just put a few players together and just go, right, we're off to the races and let's go. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, like we'll wait and see. But I, th- I do think Newcastle, I think Newcastle might win a title in the next five years, to be honest. I know people keep saying, do you think next 10 years or so since the owners have came, came in? But with how they've done so far and how the program's going, I think... I know you were saying about uh, before, Gav, that they're sort of in that Joe Ilano, Rubinho stage. <laughs> I think there might be a couple of steps ahead of that where they've sort of brought in that the Isaac, who's sort of, not necessarily he's going to be as good as Aguero, but he's sort of the main striker for the for now in the future. And then they're bringing in that sort of spine of the team as the goal. Um, mm-hmm. I think the next stage for Newcastle is the sort of the being ruthless stage, which is getting rid of the players that people probably like and have an affinity with, but they aren't going to get you the titles or the cups and push you onto that next stage. So likes of St. Maximan and people like that. Yeah. I mean, I know Callum Wilson's had a great season this oh, year, quality, yeah. but do you, you probably keep him for next year. Like I'm not saying he goes oh, in the yeah. summer, but like the season after that, when he's like 33, 34 and he's injury prone anyway. And so it's and like start just, to go. Yeah. And Isaac is as well. Like, that's not really obviously Isaac. If he has a clean season, then he's probably out of out of this sort of injury worries that he's had the past couple of years. But yeah, you know, I think it's it it's having that ruthless stage now. It's sort of to what City have done when City last season have got rid of Zinchenko, Sterling, Jesus, these three big players in in that last season title, and just having that ability to be like, right, it's. We've had a great one of them, but it's time to get the next slot in and sort yeah. of having that cycle. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's probably what Newcastle are going to be looking to do next. And I think there will be. I don't think I don't think they'll make any mistakes in that regard, but it'll be interesting to see who does go. I think because I think St. Maximum might go this summer. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So with that being said, we'll move on to fifth place. Again, I said we'll come to Man United later. Um, we'll move on to Liverpool. And... It's a strange one, Liverpool, because fifth is a bad usually is class, especially recent history for the past six, seven, eight year. It is a bad season, but in terms of where they were at the start of it and how I don't know, disastrous it was looking at one point yeah. is is how it's ended a sort of silver lining for everybody and sort of a bit of hope for next year that you are going to bounce back. What do you think on that one, Gav? 
Yeah, I think fifth place, 67 points, flatters us massively. Um, I think we've been a, a shade of, like, just a, a shade above terrible this season. Um, inconsistency was kind of how we always were pre-clop. Um, just unable to kind of get going, not able to push, um, just having stinkers, basically. Um, Klopp's come in while he's been at the club over the last seven, eight years, he's steadied the ship. He's obviously the the board of we've had a change of owners, board of backed him. Um and I know it's 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 paid off because we've won literally every competition available to win with with Klopp as manager. So it's a case of yeah, the players are aging. Um Milner's going, Oxlade Chamberlain's going, Cater's going, who was a horrible sign in. Injured from day one, just forty-eight million pound wasted. Never really yeah. got going. Um, Firmino's deciding to leave. Who I'll be honest, at the start of the season, I'd have been quite happy just letting Firmino go at the start of the season. Um, but he turned out to be probably one of the best players of the season. Yeah. Um, scoring important goals as he always does. Um, especially with you know Nunez not really finding his feet early on. Diaz being injured. Jota being injured. Um, the sale of Mane was a big one, but obviously he wanted to leave. So you kind of have to pick and choose at that point. Do we want to keep money or do we want to keep Salah? Um, kept Salah. Salah's been class. Um, but yeah, 67 points, fifth place, absolutely flatters us because I, I don't really feel like how the first kind of 18, 19, 20 weeks of the season went, we really deserve to be in Europa League next season. It's going to be interesting playing on Thursday nights and like what <laughs> effect that has on our summer. So obviously, we've got a lot of reinforcements to bring in uh, in the midfield because the midfield's just terrible. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what uh, we'll see if the owners really back Klopp again and if he wants to kind of stick around and push on. Because as as like when you know he left Dortmund for that reason, he left he left Mainz for you know similar reasons. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's a case of does he want to stick around and and try and rebuild what is what is built previously or. Is his uh, is his time coming to an end? I've, yeah, I, no, I don't disagree with anything you're saying there, Gav. I mean, for me, I think there'd be the owners would be crazy not to back him. I just think, yes, people might say he's only won one Premier League, he's won a Champions League, he's won he's won every competition that you need to win, and some might argue he probably should have won a couple more Premier Leagues, but it's a toss of a coin between them or City out three times out of the four times they were in title races with them anyway. So it's like the job he's done there in terms of turning Liverpool around from 20, 25 plus years of like, of just no Premier League title races really, apart from maybe one in like late 2000s against United. I can think of. There was one in I think 2002 as well. Yeah. I think. There was a season where we won ev- like we won everything. We won like we won the UEFA Cup. We beat Alaves in the final five four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like after extra time, with like this. Yeah. I think Gary McAllister scored like the the fifth goal. Yeah. Um. Then like we won the FA Cup, won the won the League Cup that season, won the won the Super Cup and the Community Shield to start the following season. But we finished second in the Premier League by like five or six points to United. So I think that was maybe the only other one up until like the late two thousands. Yeah. So like you go from all those years with like a couple of the title races for a club like Liverpool who are used to being up there at least. And then Klopp comes in, 
sort of has his first 18 months of getting the team sort of shaped how he wants them. And then basically has six years of like phenomenal success. Like, and it's just unfortunate that it came up against probably the other great Premier League team at the time, which is City and Pep. So, um, yeah, I think I think the owners would be crazy not to back him. What do you think, Mulch? Yeah, yeah, I think he's as annoying as a person he is. He's obviously <laughs> a quality manager, like obviously. Um. Yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah, they would be crazy. But as you mentioned about Dortmund and Mainz, it's eighth season syndrome, which is really strange that it's happened every eighth season that he's is been eighth back. or seventh season. Eighth. Seven. Oh, I'm pretty sure it's the eighth, and it's so weird that eight seasons and then it just goes a bit there. Mm. But I guess it, I mean, I was speaking to somebody about it um, about management and stuff like that um and just mentioned that after a after a while under like a specific one manager you know he's been there for quite a while the players will start potentially not listening to him because they've you know they've basically learned everything that he knows and it gets to a point so i mean it's like the example that we used were sir alex ferguson he was obviously there for years and years and years. So yeah. what he did was just basically just rotate, like get rid of loads of players, bring loads of new players in because them new players will take it in. And then it just keeps keeps going like that. So I think that's what he needs. I think he needs needs to basically have a reset, get rid of players. Obviously, Firmino's going, Kater's going, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Milner, all them, you know, they're all leaving. Mm-hmm. Just need some new players to come in and, take on board what he has to say and then you know you never know where you, where where they'll be in you know one season two seasons time and yeah i think they would be stupid i mean he's the best manager they've had in well ever potentially potentially one of the best they've ever had so um, yeah, he's one of the greatest i think ex- especially exactly in, yeah especially in like if you think of since the sort of 70s liverpool you know, like sort of golden era yeah there's no one. There's been no one better than Klopp. I know there's been people like Benitez who've covered and won a Champions League and done stuff like that. And no business doing that. <laughs> no one. No one else is like. No one else is doing what Klopp's done because exactly. if Klopp, if City weren't there, Klopp's won six or seven Premier League titles. Yeah, that's how yeah. crazy he, how well he's done. Yeah, and I I do think there will be this moment of when Pep and Klopp aren't in the Premier League anymore or when we're sort of 10-15 years down the line and they've moved on maybe they're still here in 10-15 years who knows but very unlikely but you never know Um, (laughs) but like when the time comes they moved on I do think there will be a thing with Klopp where people go he's only got the one Premier League title and it's like yeah but you also have to remember what he was up against and I just think that that shouldn't be forgotten I think this year is a bit of a is is obviously the is it either a turning point to going back to where they came from or it's the start of the descent again because it's like when Ferguson left or like when um, I don't know, think of great managers leaving great clubs, you don't want to be the guy that follows the legend and Klopp is a legend now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, like I wouldn't want, if I'm Liverpool's owners, it's like, do, 
do everything that Klopp wants because you want to keep him in that seat. For yeah. Whether yeah, it's who two or three over, years. Yeah. Who t- yeah, as you said, who takes over from him? There's no yeah. one out there better, really, yeah. than him, apart from Pep, potentially. That's, you know, it's 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 a difficult one. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I get what you, where you're, you're coming from there. Yeah, so big summer ahead coming up for Liverpool. I think we can all agree, um, quite easily yeah. agree on that one. Um, yes. And we'll move on to their big right, well, their biggest rivals, really, um, in Man United, my beloved Man United. Thankfully, getting ourselves over the line, dragging ourselves there. Don't worry, we'll get to Leeds in a second. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. I don't even really know where to start with Man United um, because it just feels like this past year has been like five years in one season. Like, <laughs> The amount of stuff that has happened in yeah. this year alone for United is just ridiculous. Like, go all the way back to, back to the start of the season. You think of how we started. Like, we started with the 2 1 loss at Brighton, a uh, 2 0 loss at home to Brighton. Sorry. Then you think mm-hmm. of the 4 0 Brentford game and when it was that oh. was sort of like, oh. that was like death's door where like this could be the end of us here. Like, everything went league. wrong. And then. <laughs> So then we bring Casemiro in, we bring Anthony in, we do all the stuff. We've still got Ronaldo at this point. Like I, I like oh, yeah, forgot probably. we still had Ronaldo this season. Like <laughs> when the last couple of games, like someone went, "Oh yeah, Ronaldo used to play for you guys at the start of the season." Then you went, "What do you know about that?" So like that's all this season. He, <laughs> he left. He left like in November, December, didn't he? When yeah. On, so, yeah. Yeah. Which was always. How Ronaldo is was always inevitable. Uh, once he was put on the bench, it was always going to go that way. And I'm not really sorry that he's gone, but um, so there's all that stuff. And then you've had obviously Garnacho coming through. You've had Rashford sort of coming back into form and having probably the season of his career so far. Um, and then sort of going on that great run after the World Cup to then sort of staggering over the line and thinking, oh, Liverpool are in the ascendancy again. Are they going to catch us? Yeah. And just getting there in the end. Um, yeah, it was a very weird season. And I don't think it's going to get much better next year because the Glazers, once again, are royally buggering us over with trying to sell the club in the longest way possible. They, I remember when the story came out, because it came out in December, said we're gonna we're gonna try and create some more financing bring some more money in or we'll sell the club which basically meant we're selling the club <laughs> and we were told preferred bidders would be done by march we had two rounds of bidding we got to march and they said we're going to do a third round of bidding and we'll find out by the end of april we are now at the end of may <laughs> nice we're, in, we're entire two months after this stuff was supposed to end i was trying so hard not to swear um, <laughs> oh, it's I'm fine. Leaving the, swe- the swearing, I'm leaving the swearing so section for the lead section of this. All oh, right, fine. And then basically, because we don't have new owners and we don't have the people in, we don't know what we're going to be able to spend. We don't know who we can actually buy. And Ten Hag is basically looking at them, going, "We're basically in the same position as last summer, and I've got to do this all again." So, <laughs> like, oh. I, I, I generally think that the. The job Ten Hogs done this year has been nothing short of miraculous with the squad that he's had. I know we've bought Casemiro in and he's been phenomenal for us. But like 
not having a st- proper striker for the majority of the season. Yes, we brought Fred Austin on loan. But if anyone telling me he's a top four Premier League striker... <sighs> Rashford's a striker. Opinion. Rashford's a striker, but, I'm sorry. But <laughs> Rashford has stepped up in a big way and that's what's got us through. But we can't rely on that again next year. We've also got the midfield problem in that we're probably selling McTominay. Fred might be on the way out. So that leaves us with Casemiro. Well, Fred's actually been good this year. That's the thing. (laughs) Ten Hogs Hogs basically went, stop putting Fred in front of the defence and asking him to defend the ball because he can't do it. And tell him to push up, be a pressing midfielder up the pitch. And suddenly he becomes like God's gift. And he's playing alongside his best mate, Casemiro. So he's also quite happy. So, yeah. (laughs) It's gonna be very interesting because we're in a we're basically in the same position we were at the back end of last year. The only difference is we're in top four, and that's the only difference. Yeah, because and that's worse. Yeah, because you got European football to contend with. Yeah, so people were thinking, oh, we're probably gonna get rid of Maguire. We're probably gonna do this. Probably gonna do that. We're probably not gonna do any of those things, and we'll probably end up bringing Vegas in on a permanent for like ten. <laughs> and then that'll be the business for the year. Please, um, please do. So, or, or we'll buy Patrick Bamford because he'll be available. Oh, please so, do, please. Yeah. <laughs> please. Well, and then when he turns him, in, I'll drive him to. I'll drive him to when he's a place. when he's a forty goal striker next year. Be like, you. So, <laughs> so um, so for any audio listeners, I mouthed I mouthed a particular famous phrase of um stupidity there. So, um, yeah, so for Man United, it's like, it's a weird one because obviously it's tremendous that we've got top four, but it's felt like such a long season and I'm I'm really looking forward to it being over when we play City in the Cup next weekend. So I think we will get oh, yeah. battered. But oh, yeah. I, if we pull it out, oh, I'd be so happy. But I don't think we will. So, yeah, <laughs> we'll leave that there for Man United because I know Mulch and Gav don't really like talking about Man United um, and it kind of makes them burn. Don't bother like me. Satan yeah. going into a church um, and be touched by holy water. Um, <laughs> so we'll leave it at that from one prolonged monologue to another prolonged monologue. <laughs> um, let's get into a relegation battle, shall we? Um, Morris, if you want to put a clip in here of yourself recording <laughs> talking about Nottingham Forest, this is the place to do it. <laughs> and we'll get into Leeds. So, um, Leeds United, Mulch. Um, I'm not. I'm not kicking you while you're down. I'm just giving you time to shine and let you go. So, Bulch, take it away. Where do I start with the absolute <laughs> shower of shite of that club? Beep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, uh, yeah, the, excellent. The beat machine. Beep right one. Um, yeah. <laughs> where do I start? It's been uh, an interesting season from starting the season off. Beating Chelsea three 0 and thinking, hmm, we might not be too bad this year. To it then going and just diving off a cliff for the rest of the year. It it was yeah interesting at best. I mean, we backed Marsh fair enough in a, in a sense fair enough because he kept us up, but literally he got found out within I think four games of the season. Four games in. Everyone knew his style. He didn't have a backup, and then it just went downhill. So that happened. We ended up near the bottom. So the board decided, yeah, let's sack him and bring in Javi Gracia. I've never, I'd never even heard of him, and I'm sat there going, and he's going to save us. Who, who is this guy? So I'm trying to like see what happened with him. 
got to a final of the FA Cup with Watford and all this stuff and what have you. He was just so far out of his depth as well. And then they decide, oh, we'll sack him four games left of the season and bring in Big Sam, who actually, in his press conferences, give me a little bit of hope. And then, yeah, <laughs> he was just awful. It's just dreadful. Um, but, the, I mean, months and months before we went down, I, I genuinely was like, we're down. The, yeah. the the players just didn't look like they wanted it. When the when it gets tough, you need players that are going to actually fight for the club, and none of them did that. Um, they were awful. <laughs> Western McKenney is dreadful. How he's a Champions League player for Juventus is ridiculous. He's absolutely abysmal. And we backed Marsh, who bought, brought in a few <laughs> American players. One of them who was quality but ended up being injured injured in Tyler Adams who he'll leave anyway but he is he's probably the best signing we made but mm. Brendan Aronson for 25 million for a guy who probably weighs about three stone um, <laughs> and gets just muscled off the ball every single time he gets it I'm like what how did you think that was going to work it's just not so I think yeah, as I said, months before we went down, I said, just sell the lot. Just get rid of the lot. They don't want to be here. We've probably given them the biggest paycheck of the career, and you do this. You just a lot of... Ah, I can't say it. It just really bugs me, because at the end of the day, if we lose, we lose. Fine, whatever. It's football. That's what happens. But at least look like you care. Just look like you want it just a just a little bit just fight for the ball there's like a 50 50 and they leave it it's like just go for the ball try something and it, it just to be honest it all stems from the top it, it went wrong i've got my bielsa shirt on because i'm reminiscing because how we've gone from playing this brilliant football and the fittest team in the league and you know, looking like we're becoming a club. We finished top half first season. We finished ninth first season in the Premier League. We we looked good from going from that and looking like we'd sorted the club out and we were going in the right direction to it then just falling apart. This like two seasons later, it's like it stems from the top. It's simple as that. The owners, I think, they need to go. To be honest, and I know that they've been planning on selling us for years anyway. So I'm wondering if that's got a little bit to do with it. Um, I think they just wanted to keep us in the league to get more money, and it went wrong. And they are selling up, uh, and I think it might be good, but obviously it could go wrong. That's the only problem, but I think it's his best option at this point. Who do we get in next season? The favourite is Brendan Rodgers, who, yeah, I, I would take. Of course uh, you would, yeah. Every day of the week, I'd take him. So if he gets the job, I'd be happy with that. But it's going to be a rebuild. Um, who's leaving? I mean, Robin Cox's already been linked with Spurs for 15 million, which I don't mind him leaving. I don't think he's great. He's all right. He'd probably do well in the championship. But um, we got a few young players. I was talking to a couple of people recently. Charlie Cresswell's coming back off of his loan. Played at Millwall last year, was probably their best player of the season. Mm-hmm. Take him back, get him playing first-team football. Cody Drama, who apparently is good, but I don't know, would like to see him play a few games. 
you know, we've got all these players coming back off alone who were probably like, I mean, Charlie Cresswell's like 20, Drama's about 20, 21. You know, they're not the youngsters, but I think they've got the potential yeah. there now to do something. So I'd play them next year, give them a chance because they'll they'll fight for the club because they want to, they'll probably want to solidify it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Charlie Cresswell's from Leeds, I think. So yeah. he'll want to, want to be at Leeds. I'd like to think anyway. Yeah. Um, so it's just a rebuild now. Who leaves? I think Tyler Adam will go. Tyler Adams will go. Jack Harrison's going to leave. Aronson's got a rele- relegation clause. Thank God, because he will get murdered in the championship. He would actually get battered. Where did you? Where did you buy Aronson from? I was trying uh, to think of this the other day. Red Bull, where Salzburg or Leipzig? I think it was Salzburg. One of the two, anyway. I know yeah. that he were at one of the Red Bull teams. Um, and yeah, were, Salzburg. It, Salzburg, yeah, because he worked on the Marsh there mm. and he was good in that league. But obviously, the Premier League is a completely different thing. You need mm. people who are going to come in and be, be physical because it's a physical league. Mm. Tyler Adams fit that. Brendan Aronson didn't. Um, Sinistera looked good, but he's always injured. Um, Bamford's just been awful and his confidence is hit completely. But they just Rodrigo was his best player this year. Um, mm. Showed that he could score goals, but he'll probably leave as well. Mm. Um, I don't know who will stay. To be honest, I genuinely yeah. don't. But then again, who wants them? Because they were they were awful this year. Um, didn't want it, and it's as simple as that. And <laughs> just just get rid, just pin them all off, and just get a new team. <laughs> I don't care. Just play the young kids. Play flipping Archie Gray, sixteen year old kid who's. Just scored for England under 17s, play him because apparently he's quality. I don't care at this point, just give him a try. And yeah, that is that is what happened at Leeds. It all went wrong. Um, yeah. and I, I, I just I don't, I genuinely don't know what to say anymore because mm. we're back to square one now. We we did the building, we did it right. We backed Bielsa, Bielsa obviously did his thing. and what have you, and then it just it's just crumbled. He built it. Mm. He built it from the ground. Um and now look at us back in the championship. And if yeah. this don't go right, I'm worried for us because yeah. I, I don't know how much money we've got. Cause he spent he spent a lot of money to be fair. Yeah. Uh, you know, he spent I think he spent hundred million in transfer yeah. window. Obviously we sold Phillips and we sold Rafinha, mm. which was start of the season, so we made made most of it back, but yeah. I don't know. It's an interesting one. Um, I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on it, but for from a Leeds fan, it's just it, it's it's not the fact that we've gone down. It's just the way that it's happened. The way you've it, gone down. Yeah. yeah, they didn't want it. They didn't look like they wanted it, and then all Leeds fans obviously got on the back. Which, what do you mm. expect? Start shouting, yeah. uh, you know, you're not fit to wear the shirt and stuff like that. And it, it to be honest, it's true. It's simple as that. It's true. Yeah, Gav, do you want to take this one for in response to Mulch there? <laughs> yeah, I haven't really got a lot more to add. To be honest, like Leeds have been terrible all season. Um, they've got the worst defense in the league, and I conceded seventy-eight goals. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's just not a lot of pretty, not a lot of pretty reading when you look at it. You look at you know they won seven games. Like how? Um, I'm just. I'd 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 be I can understand why Mulch is worried for Leeds because if I were a Leeds fan I'd be I'd be worried as well. I think I think 
depending on who they can bring in, if if they can bring anyone in, who they can keep, if they want to keep anyone um, that's got yeah. a, any reasonable amount of quality in the squad. Um, mm. If they if they finish in mid table in championship next season, I think they should be should be happy with it. And then if if owners if, if owners eventually sell up, then that's a massive bonus. But just finding yeah. someone to invest in and try and take Leeds back to back to the Premier League. Yeah, uh, it's a it's an interesting one you mentioned before, Mulch, about next managers. Um, I'm just having a quick look on to who some of the favourites are, um, just to see uh-huh. the names that are associated with it. Steven Gerrard is the top name at the minute. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Hey. Gerrard should be nowhere near a managerial job for a while. Yeah. Um, I think the fourth name you'll like, because it's Allardyce after that, and then it's Rogers. Um, the next name is Lee Boyer. Oh, I don't know. Oh, he's God. He's done decent jobs. He's done He'll decent start jobs. fighting people. Yeah. 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 That's what Leeds fans <laughs> want, though. They want a bit of a scrap. Yeah. Um, Not in their own squad. The next couple of names I don't even know. Patrick Vieira is in that list. Yeah, apparently if we'd have stayed up, we'd have been interested in him. But Graham Potter was also there if we'd have stayed up. Yeah. So I don't See, know. There's, uh, let's have a look at the names. Tony Mowbray. He's done all right with Sunderland, but yeah, he's been all right, and he's not too bad. He might, yeah. he might bring in Ahmad Diallo. To be fair, Wayne Rooney's on that list. Oh, uh, no chance! There is no chance he'd come to Leeds. No, I hope not as well. Carl uh, um, Corbron's on the list again. Which, hmm. please, I'd take him. He worked. He worked under Bielsa. He's got the Bielsa mentality. Bring him in when we had the chance. We but... should have done that. <laughs> It's all right saying someone's got the Bielsa mentality, but do the players have the Bielsa mentality? Well, they better do. <laughs> because well, that's the thing. Because if you if you bring in someone in and you don't have the players who are willing to do it, it's going to take a lot longer to get them guess, onto yeah. that onto that stride. Yeah, but, it's who we I, keep in it. If we keep if if we keep a a decent amount from this squad, and Corbron comes in, a lot of them playing under Bielsa. So yeah. they have that, and I think if there's a there's a base of players who will sort of buy into that, I think the rest of the players will as well. But yeah. I don't know how many will stay. That's the only that's the question. But I think yeah. I think Corbron would be Corbron or Rogers would be the two that I would be if I was the owners. I'd be sat there going, "We need to get one of these two, um, because they need to go big." At the end of the day, there's nothing else they can do um the managers the starting point just don't bring allardyce in for the season because i swear to god i will cry i will have a press release tomorrow sam allardyce signs long-term contract i'll be like right there'll be an extra 10 minutes added to this pod when that gets confirmed yeah (laughs) 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 it'll just be 10 minutes of me screaming and smashing things I will the reason the reason it interested me when you said Brendan Rogers always because Brendan Rogers is like the joint favourite for the Spurs job. Is he? With Poster Coglu from Celtic. Oh. I think Spurs are in a lot of trouble. Spurs are in a lot of trouble. Aye, uh, but Brendan Brendan with a bit of money could do wonders for them, I think. I'm not saying he'd make them top four, but I think he'd 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 settle them down again. Mm. But anyway, sure. we'll move We'll move on from the pain of Leeds um, and commiserate Leicester and Southampton as well whilst we're here. Yeah. Um, 
Sorry to them for it's unlucky. Wrong, wrong side in blue went down. Wrong side in yeah. blue went down. Everton, <laughs> Everton, man. How are they still in the Premier League, man? I Sean Dyche. No it's just Sean Dyche. Dyche. Sean Dyche. It genuinely is. It's just his speciality, in it? Yeah. And I think we'll leave it with one last team to bring yeah. us all a bit of joy and, and to be able to point at them and go, ha ha, this season. Yes. Chelsea. Yes. yes. A billion we pounds. A good Chelsea downfall. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> any Chelsea fans, aka Straight Edge, if you're the Straight Edge. Um, so, Gav, we'll start with you because we haven't come to you for a while. How much, on a scale of zero to ten, did you enjoy Chelsea's downfall this year? Eleven. <laughs> eleven. An absolute eleven. Actually, no, twelve because that's where they finished. So, twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. twelve. Um, yeah, Chelsea have had an absolute stinker. I mean, if you look at it though, you've actually. Like how their season unfolded, you kind of saw it coming. Like mm. they've got Tuchel in charge after one hell, you know, one hell of a job winning the Champions League and yeah. you know doing everything that he, he did at the club after being brought in after you know Lampard's original nonsense. Mm. Um, and then it's like he 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 spends the summer buying all these players, right? And he gets sacked because they start horribly, right? And Potter comes in, right? So Potter already inherits a squad that he probably doesn't, it doesn't want, and aren't fit for his ideas and what, like the amount of unbelievable success that he's had with Brighton, who've had an amazing season as well, by the way. Um, then Potter just as a stinker, right? Eventually gets sacked after bringing in his players and spending another nine hundred and forty-five billion pounds on. <laughs> players who are completely useless and not fit to play in the Premier League, right? <laughs> then he gets sacked himself, right? And they think, oh, right, okay, so what we need to do is we need to try and get in a good manager who can get something out of these players and try and cover our season. <laughs> I know, Frank Lampard. Um, no, <laughs> right? Just, just, no, right? <laughs> Frank Lampard's in the same vein as Steven Gerrard. Don't put him near a Premier League club for a very long time. And I say that as somebody who loves Stephen Gerrard to death. Like, just don't put him, don't put Lampard near a Premier League club ever again. Amazing player, one of the best English midfielders of my lifetime, but he's not fit to. He's not fit. He's not fit to manage a post office. Never mind a, never mind a Premier League club. Um, so it's going to be really interesting yeah. to see how Chelsea kind of rebuild now because, Poch. like, with, with Pochettino, because. Poch is a great manager. He showed that at Southampton. He showed it at Spurs. Um, absolutely incredible manager. But like, how many of these players is he gonna like be willing to like, leave? Because like he's already said, Felix isn't gonna stay because yeah. Felix Felix has been dross. Um, I think Mudrick's just not settled well at all. No. He, he's like a massive price tag. Um, really long contract. He's not settled at all. I think I think Fernandez will be a, he'll, he'll, is a good player. Um, Fernandez will settle really well. I think Poch is is the right kind of manager to get a lot get a tune out of Enzo Fernandez. Um, the defense isn't. I mean, Kula Valley is getting on a little bit now. Um, his his legs are starting to go. He's is error prone. Thiago Silva's like must be fifty five now. Um, so he's <laughs> he's he's past it. Um, so yeah, it's it's going to be a, interesting to see where. All of these signings fit into a, a Pochettino side. I think the the benefit to them having a massive, massively bad season this season is no Europe, so they can focus entirely on the league. So I think Chelsea will be kind of pushing for that. 
top six, top seven next season. Um, if Koch can kind of steady the ship a little bit. Yeah, yeah, if you're a Chelsea fan, you would hope. Um, But like 38 goals in the league this season. Like same same as Forrest, same as Forrest, 10 less than Leeds, 13 less than Leicester. Um, Yeah, they've had a... Just... Just what what are you doing? What are you doing? Shocking, shocking. Yeah, it's uh yeah, it's going to be interesting mm-hmm. with Chelsea. I mean, there's there's a couple of other things like I mean, in terms of like not just Poch coming in, but it's like I'm sure there was something about a player announcement today getting signed alongside Pochettino. It's like they've, they've already started signing more players on top of what they've already got Woo! before they've got rid of anybody. <laughs> Who are almost going to be impossible to get rid of because of the contracts they've given them, and it's exactly. like, like how is this gonna how is this gonna work financially for them? I, I really don't know. I mean, one of the more interesting players I'm going to be watching to see what happens with him, whether he stays at Chelsea or not, is Lukaku, because he's yeah. on loan at Inter, and I think a lot of people oh, have yeah. forgotten the fact that he's got to go back. Mulch being one of them, because they buy that facial expression. Because <laughs> um, Lukaku, Lukaku hates the club as well. Like he doesn't want to be there. Yeah, but yeah. like, what kind of fee is he going to command? What wage is he on? Like, yeah. Todd, like Todd Bowley's gone nuts. In yeah. in essence, he's gone absolutely nuts with like, is is he is he playing? Does he think he's playing football manager? Like, I'm I'm really not sure. I don't even think football manager players think he's playing football manager. To be fair, <laughs> I've never I've never had the ability to spend six hundred million in one season or one quarter. Like he did, like yeah, he's he's, he's done yeah. some stuff. I'm happy if I ever get to a balance of six hundred million. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, it's unheard of what he's done. And the fact and the thing is as well, there's still positions they need to buy for. He spent six hundred million pounds. Like I know there's like a lot of it. A lot of it is like back end, and like he's paying for it in years to come. But like. Got to buy strikers. He's gonna to have to buy wingers. Mason Mount might be going. Like he bought, he bought four wingers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but like, this is gonna come have, to. Oh. None of them yeah. have worked, have they? Yeah, like, exactly. no. yeah. No. This so, is gonna to come to a head. I think Madueke will be good. I think Madueke yeah, will come yeah. good. Oh yeah, I mean, wrong, yeah. But I, I think it's all gonna to come to one bit, though, isn't it? So he signed all these players on. I'm gonna pay it in X amount of time, but it's all gonna to come to the same point. And then they're gonna have to just spend like six hundred million, and FFP is gonna go. What? Where's this money? What? And then yeah, it's all gonna go downhill from there. Well, so. the thing is with FFP is that'll come to a head with the whole city stuff because if City get charged, yeah, or don't get charged, we'll probably heavily rely on what happens elsewhere. Yeah, if City do get charged and get the book fraud at them. That everybody's yeah. gonna be like, oh, oh, we ain't crossing any lines here because if we even dare, we know it's coming at us. Yeah. So it's like, does does Todd Bowley know Man City exist? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just asking the question. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah. <laughs> like right. I'm, I'm I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure after they've battered him a couple of times, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he knows. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think yeah. I th- I don't think it's just Chelsea who are aware of that though. I think there's a lot of clubs, including Man United, including yeah. Liverpool and people like that. Yeah. Newcastle as well. Yeah. All those clubs that are fighting for Europe and European spots will all be very, very eager to see what happens with City because if something yeah, does happen, be interesting. 
whilst in the short term, City might get points deducted or whatever, it might benefit them, but they might not be able to go do these hundreds of millions of pounds signings yeah. that we think they can do. Um, yeah. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Definitely. But enough about Chelsea's downfall. I think that's a good place to leave it. Um, again, <laughs> we're not going to be able to do another football podcast for a, good, a, a long time. Um, oh no. What quick shout out to Brucey Dortmund for bringing the bottle job of the season on um, the final game of the season against Bayern. I was worse than the Would not want to be them. Um, yeah. I mean, it's going to be a hell of a summer because I think there's going to be a lot of oh, movement, yeah. as always. Oh, yeah. There'll be some crazy transfer, some transfer sagas, no doubt. And that, and they'll all probably be for Man United. And that'll probably just be trying to sign Begost again. Um, <laughs> then you'll spend so, yeah. 35, 40 million more than you should. Yeah, to bring him in, so probably. Um, so yeah, that's that's going to be all for this week, folks. We'll be back next yep. week um, with a guest of some kind. I yeah. will say something. Um, we will be announcing the winner of Multitude Match Day over on our Twitter. The three winners. Ooh. Ooh. So the winner gets a T-shirt, and the two runners-up get mugs. So the second and third. Um, Captain so... Grisby gets a wooden spoon. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, I was a, I was a, a, I was on as a guest. I was I was on as a guest as a part of Mulcher's matches, and yeah, Wolves did not beat Everton twelve nil, so I was very upset about that. Yes, I was very upset about that. Probably picked the wrong team to beat Everton twelve nil. To be fair, yeah, yeah, they were the lowest. They were they were the lowest goal scorers in the league. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll we'll announce that over on Twitter, and if you don't catch it on Twitter, we'll announce it at the start of the next pod. Yep. Um, which will be with you next Friday. So yeah, yeah, see you soon. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Leave a rating, all that good stuff that mm-hmm. everybody mentions, and I always forget. Do all, all that, that stuff, please. Just and we shall catch you on the next one, guys. Thanks very much. We'll see Thanks. you all soon. Bye. Bye.